Hey gang, before I get into this week's episode of the 2X Podcast, I want to give you something. If you'll go to billkaskycom slash 50 download, I've prepared a little cheat sheet for you, a checklist of sorts that helps you walk through some of the things that I talk about in this episode. And I think you'll find it interesting and helpful, even if you want to print out page two of it and use it for a further resource after the episode is over. I think that might be helpful. Once again, billkaskycom forward slash 50 download. Welcome to the 2X Podcast. Here's your host, Bill Kasky. Hey, my 2X friends, Bill Kasky, back after an awesome, long, but not too long, Labor Day weekend. So I hope you had a great, a great holiday and were able to spend time having some fun and taking some time off work, since that was the original meaning of Labor Day. Today's topic, oh, by the way, if you want more information on me and some of the things we do, you can go to BillKasky.com. If you want to sign up for a free video tutorial on how to 2X your business, it's called the 2X Quick Start. And once again, you can find that at BillKasky.com. Today's topic is marketing, but it's really more about targeting. And if you are going to have any success or massive success, not any success, massive success at your business and at doubling your business in whatever time frame you choose, you're going to have to optimize your time. And the way you optimize your time is you spend less of of it with people who are never going to buy and more of it with people who are. And, of course, that sounds really easy, sitting here day after Labor Day, chilling out a little bit, uh, talking to you guys. It's a little bit more difficult in practice, but I want to give you something to think about today that I think will help make it easier. You know, in marketing, we hear a lot about target marketing and segmenting your market, and we hear about demographics and psychographics. Demographics, in this case, are the, the you know, I'm, I'm calling on people who are 35 to 50 who earn $1.2 million a year and who have a net worth of $10 million. That's a demographic stat. Psychographics are their qualitative attributes. They're open to new ideas. They're fun-loving. What are their interests? And with Facebook... You can target a lot of those people, the Facebook ad program, you can target not just demographics, but psychographics. You can target their interests. So you can say, pull me up a list of the 45 to 55-year-old women living in New York City who are interested in, in uh, you know, building a second business or entrepreneurship. And presto, you'll have the 55,000 people who have expressed interest in that. It's really remarkable. But at some point, it gets down also to messaging. What is your message for your target market? And I want to talk about that today because I see people make a lot of mistakes here. And I, I don't think people are willing to put in the legwork and the grunt work and, the, and uh, roll up their sleeves and get into detail about it. But let me give an example. Let's suppose that I'm calling on and my target is dentists between the ages of 40 and 60 who have, you know, practices that are two to seven million dollars and who have an employee count of 10 and who have certain equipment or there's certain other demographics that you can choose. And let's say that the psychographic is they're open and interested to new ideas. They are always, they're innovative and they're, they're cutting edge. They're always looking to be a thought leader and they're in their dominion and they're interested in being on the 
on the first cut, maybe even the bleeding edge of technology. The question, though, is when you get in front of those people, you've got to have a better message than that. That might get you in front of them, and it might qualify them in to your, to your sphere. Did I say sphere? Sphere. Reminds me of an old Garth and Wayne skit. But anyway, sphere. And then, uh, then you got to go further. And that's what we want to talk about today is going further. And so what is the message to the sub-segment? So let's take the dentist example. We want to think about, well, where might he be circumstantially from his, from his circumstances, from his state of mind? Where might he be? So maybe he's in a place, some dentists might be in a place where they have fallen in love with technology before but they've purchased it and tried to implement it and it hasn't integrated into their practice and so they're very disappointed. Could be somebody else in that same circle has had success where they're good at implementing technology, but they're unable to scale it. They're really unable to scale it up to make to turn that technology investment into meaningful dollars and cents. And maybe there's a third group. What you have to do is you have to speak to all three groups, and you have to speak to all three groups in every product that you have. That's why it's difficult work. So I've got this program called the 2X Group, and it's for people, uh, sales professionals, who are who feel like their business is stagnant a little bit. They look back in the last few years, and they're not growing like they should or could. They like what they do. They're uh, ambitious people, but they, they just they just haven't achieved the success they want. Another type of person I'm talking to is a type of person that just is very frustrated. They feel like everything they touch doesn't work. And so they they become lackadaisic and they become almost not depressed in a clinical sense, but they become so frustrated and then they stop trying new things and then their creativity is shot and then their self-image is shot and now they go out and try to sell something and they can't. So those would be two. I've got five total that I work with, and and it doesn't make sense to share the other three. But the point is that you have to craft a story around each of these segments. And I like to think of this as just bucketing the segments. So what would be one bucket that you could put one of your market segments in? So if you're calling on CEOs of companies, and let's say you're a a big five uh, accounting firm, well, you can bucket CEOs just like you can bucket dentists or I can bucket 2X potentials. And that is, well, what are, what are the possible goings-on inside the brain of a CEO? And it could be that they're uh, unhappy with their numbers but always trying to get better. It could be they're relatively happy with their numbers but trying to scale. And it could be that they're very happy with their numbers but they don't want to go backwards. And I'm just, I'm just literally pulled that out of... Uh, out of my hat. The point is that you've got to be really clear about the kind of person that you're in front of. Sometimes the best way to do that is just to ask. I don't think you can buy a list of people who are in group one. I don't think you buy a list of CEOs who are very frustrated with their business. I think though that messaging, if a person is not frustrated with their business and they see that messaging somewhere, they're not even going to pay attention to it because it doesn't apply to them. It's part of what we've talked about before, that reticular activating system that we all have in our mind that filters out unnecessary messages. And we need that. Good Lord, think about if we didn't filter out unnecessary messages and we get 5,000 messages a day, we'd be doing nothing but acting on messages. But the fact is our brain is an amazing organ 
and it filters that stuff out that is unrequired by us. But if you're a CEO and you're struggling or you're frustrated and you see that message somewhere, be it on Facebook, be it on LinkedIn, maybe it's an article, maybe it's something else that you do, maybe it's a speech you give, you now have their attention. And after all, that's kind of what we're all after is attention at some point because there's so much noise in the market. Let me give you another example. You can also use this in terms of uh, other vendor satisfaction. So if you go in to an organization and they're buying from another vendor, another supplier, and you can use this same technique there. You know, I, I talk to clients and prospects who are at various stages of, of satisfaction with their current vendor. And from one stage, it's, you know what, I'm ready to change at any time. I'm tired of uh, all the issues and all the problems to, nah, I'm pretty happy. I mean, things could be going better, but uh, it, it's, it's a pain to switch to, I would never move. I would never leave. This vendor and this partner has helped me grow my business. And every day they bring new ideas to me and they're constantly looking at helping me improve my business. Why would I ever leave them for someone who didn't do that? So those might be the three buckets of vendor satisfaction, and I think it's okay to, to ask that question. Now, you gotta be a little careful when you ask that. You gotta have some decent rapport before you just jump into vendor relationships because chances are they're going to lie to you. Prospects do lie, by the way. You may not have realized that yet, but they do. But they only lie when there's no rapport, when there's no bond with a sales professional. So think about that before you go down that vendor satisfaction track. But the same thing applies as I'm still trying to bucket. I'm still trying to categorize people to see what kind of messaging do I need to send to them or deliver to them or what track do I want to go down. And the only way I'm going to know that is to ask. So think about your market segments, think about your product segments, and think about if you can just take one or two and do this with. Just take one or two products. And what you'll find is that the products maybe that you have not spent much time pursuing now become a little bit easier to pursue because you're start, you start to understand the circumstances the customer has that would make these products valuable or services valuable. So I find a lot of times that people introduce new products and they sort of languish there on the, on the counter or in the background. And the reason is because we never taught salespeople how to sell them. We just thought that the wowness of the new product would be enough. Well, I'm sorry, but it's not. It's never enough. It's never very, maybe with Apple, it's enough just to come out with a new product. But you don't think they put tens of millions of dollars behind their new products in advertising? Of course they do. Anyway, talk next time. Make sure you go to BillKasky.com and uh, sign up for the three-part video tutorial called the 2X Quick Start. And until next time, we'd love it if you commented on Facebook too. We put these uh, episodes up on Facebook. So would love to hear your thoughts and any lessons that you got or anything you hate about the broadcast, like the birds chirping in the background, or the wind that sometimes comes along. Today it wasn't so windy, although there were some cicadas and birds in the background. Anyway, talk next time. Bye. You've been listening to the 2X Podcast. If you'd like to contact Bill, email him at bill at billkasky.com or follow him on Twitter at Bill Kasky.